national populations, we used binomial logistic regression. As with CP analysis, we selected a balanced number of choices for each stimulus condition, Z scored the spike counts for each stimulus orientation separately, and then fit the data together. We fit the model using CVGLMET provided by the GOMNET package, split our dataset into training and test datasets, and assessed performance on a pair of left-out trials, consisting of one of each choice from the same orientation. Each trial was used at most once for assessing performance. To reduce overfitting, we used lasso regularization, choosing the strength of the penalty term using tenfold cross-validation on the training set. Specifically, the weight of the penalty term was set to minimize model deviance. Even with regularization, we found that the model frequently overfit when we used the full measured population. We therefore applied an alternative strategy. We rank-ordered the neurons based on their predict-type performance, measured using binomial logistic regression models and the same leave-one-pair-out cross-validation procedure described above. We then fit a regularized binomial logistic regression model using the neuron with best predictive performance, and then fit a new model to the two best neurons, and so on. When prediction accuracy did not increase for two consecutive increments of population size, we defined the relevant population for that session as that which had provided the maximal prediction accuracy. Performance was again measured by leave one pair out cross-validation. We used the same cross-validation folds for all increments. We assessed the statistical significance of model performance by first randomly permuting the choices across trials, within each stimulus condition of each session. We then calculated the prediction accuracy for each neuron, and fit the population model as described above. Cross-validation folds were not shared between the ranking procedure and fitting the population responses, because these were also not shared in the original data. Note that because performance was defined as the maximum observed for populations of increasing size, chance performance for the randomly permuted data was 50%. We repeated this procedure 1,000 times for each session and defined performance of a model based on the measured responses to be significant if its performance exceeded the 950th best model applied to permuted data. To be sure our results did not depend strictly on the use of logistic regression, we also predicted behavioral choices from neuronal popular tie-on responses using a support vector machine with a linear kernel, using LibsVM, and found similar results. Choice history analysis. We estimated the influence of choice history on behavior using a probabilistic choice model. The model contained a matrix of 10 independent variables for each trial, and a constant, bias term. There were eight sensory parameters, one for each stimulus orientation, excluding the 45 degrees orientation. On each trial, the relevant stimulus variable was either set to 1, for stimuli 45 degrees, or 1, for stimuli 45 degrees, or to 0 if that stimulus was not presented on that trial. There were two choice history variables, capturing the choice on the previous trial. The first choice history variable was set to 1 if the animal received a reward and made a vertical choice in the previous trial, 1 if the animal received a reward and made a horizontal choice in the previous trial and 0 if the animal was not rewarded in the previous trial. The second choice history variable was set to 1 if the animal was not rewarded and made a vertical choice in the previous trial, 1 if the animal was not rewarded and made a horizontal choice in the previous trial and 0 if the animal was rewarded in the previous trial. We used a binomial logistic regression model with lasso regularizer tie-on to relate these variables to the animal's choices. 
We fit the model, the training dataset, 80% of trials, to estimate the weights and the regularization parameter, chosen through 10-fold cross-validation on the training set. We used the remaining 20% of trials to estimate performance. This procedure was re repeat 100 times, creating 100 folds per session. The reported values are the average of these 100 folds. To test whether the choice history model performed better than a model that does not have the two choice history variables, we also computed the likelihood for a no history model. For each fold we computed twice the log likelihood ratio of the two models and compared the value to a two statistic with two degrees of freedom, chosen level of 0.05 to reject the null hypothesis that the choice history model is no better than the no history model. To predict choices using a model with both choice history and neuronal responses, we used the same ranking of neurons as in the population analysis described above. However, this time we fit the regression model to the most informative neuron including the two choice history variables. We then added the next most informative neuron and fit a new model to these two neurons and the two choice history variables, and so on. We stopped when prediction accuracy did not increase for the two consecutive increments of population size. Performance was measured using a leave-one-pair-out cross-validation procedure. We used the same cross-validation folds for each population size considered. We tested whether choice signals in neuronal responses were because of choice history effects by repeating our choice analyses, but consider separately trials in which the animal had previously made a vertical or horizontal choice. For these analyses, we required at least 10 trials of each choice for each stimulus, 45 degrees stimulus and one or two adjacent oriented ions, and at least 40 trials in total. We could not perform this analysis conditioning on reward outcome, the second aspect of choice history used in our choice model, because the animal's success rate, 80%, reduced too few error trials. We found that in a small fraction of trials, 8.3%, Animals had been allowed to complete trials in which their gaze briefly left the fixation window. These trials were excluded from our neuron choice analyses. However, as animals had indicated their choice on these trials and received reward when correct, these trials were relevant for assessing choice and reward history effects. We therefore included these trials in our choice history analysis, when they were followed by a valid trial, i.e., in which gaze remained within the fixation window. Microsaccade detection. The control for contamination of the recorded responses by eye movements, we reanalyzed our data after discarding trials in which at least one microsaccade was detected in an epoch beginning 150 milliseconds before stimulus onset, and extending to the end of each trial. Microsaccade detection was performed using a method based on the study by Horwitz and Albright. Brief, we smoothed the eye position time series with a Gaussian filter kernel, SD6 milliseconds, and COM put it its derivative. A microsaccade was defined as an event with velocity of 10 degrees per second lasting for at least 8 milliseconds. The vast majority of detected events, 99%, had an amplitude 0.1 degrees. Previous work suggests that 90% of the events of this amplitude detected with video tracking are true microsaccades. Ensure we could still detect a relationship between neuronal responses and choice in the remaining trials we required that the session still contained at least 10 trials of each choice for each stimulus, and at least 40 trials in total. These criteria left us with 41 sessions of data for the CP analysis, 27 sessions for the V1 population analysis, and 28 for the V4 population analysis, 
with an average of 72.328.2 trials used per session. He compared the results of analyzing trials without microsaccades with analyses performed on an equal number of trials containing microsaccades to ensure equal statistical power for the two analyses. Statistical analyses. All indications of variability are SDS, unless otherwise indicated. Trained two male macaque monkeys to perform a fine orientation discrimination task. We presented a sinusoidal drifting grating in the parafovial visual field for 200 milliseconds, beginning 200 milliseconds after the establishment of fixation. Two choice targets appeared 200 milliseconds after stimulus offset. The animal indicated its decision by making a saccade to one of the targets. Correct choices, upward saccades for stimuli 45 degrees. Termed vertical choices, and downward for stimuli 45 degrees, termed horizontal choices, were rewarded with a drop of liquid. Trials in which the stimulus orientation was 45 degrees were rewarded randomly. Both animals became expert at the task, as illustrated with the psychometric function for a sample session. To quantify the animal's performance, we measured the bias, threshold and lapse rate for each session. Average, thresholds were 3, 5 degree, misses were negligible, lapse rates were 1%. While animals performed the task, we recorded from neuronal populations in V1 and V4 using two 48-channel arrays. After completing recordings in the left hemisphere of one of the animals, Monkey 1L, we retrained him to perform the task in left visual hemifield and implanted the right hemisphere, building three datasets. The spatial RFs of the recorded V1 and V4 populations in all three cases were overlapping. We chose the size, position of the behavioral stimuli to cover the RFs of the majority of the recorded units. In one case, the yield of V1 neurons was small, and, additionally, the stimulus was not well placed in the RF of these neurons. This V1 dataset was thus excluded. In total, we recorded from 891 V1 units and 1957 V4 units, of which 385 V1 units and 568 V4 units, met our inclusion criterion. Term units refers to well-isolated single units, 26% of units, having a signal-to-noise ratio 3.5, to multi-unit clusters consisting of waveforms from several neurons. We found no notable differences between results for single units and multi-units, and thus considered the two types of recording together. Behavioral stimuli evoked measurable firing rates in the analyzed units, but because stimuli were not tailored to each cell's preference, these rates were modest. Neuronal responses had low trial-to-trial -trial variability, with phenofactors close to 1 in both V1 and V4. Bike count correlations, slightly higher between pairs of neurons in the same cortical area, V1, V1, 0.0230.152, V4, V4, 0.0090.146, than for interaerial pairs, 0.0050.142. Determine whether the recorded units encode a choice-related signal, we computed CP. For each unit, using spike counts measured 0 minus 250 milliseconds after stimulus onset, extending slightly beyond the 200 milliseconds stimulus presentation to account for neuronal response latency. CP measures the degree to which an ideal, ideal observer would be able to predict the animal's choices on a given trial, using the observed spike count. A CP of 0.5 indicates chance performance. 
Values 0.5 indicate that stronger neuronal responses are associated with choices aligned with the neuron's preferred stimulus. Values 0.5 indicate the counterintuitive relationship that stronger responses predict choices opposite to the cell's preference. We found little choice-related activity in individual V1 or V4 units. Mean CP was only statistically different from chance in V4 of one animal, M1L, P0.004, one sample t-test. For all other datasets it was in indistinguishable from chance in both V1 and V4. Weak mean CPS might arise because the assumed relationship between neuronal tuning and choice is invalid, rather than because of an absence of choice-related signals. That is, if choice signals are not related to tuning preference in the expected manner, example, example assuming that stronger responses in a vertical preferring neuron result in more vertical choices, the measured CP would be equally likely to be above or below 0.5, resulting in a mean near 0.5, 0.5, to assess this possibility. We evaluated whether the CP of each unit was different from 0.5 using a permutation test. We found only a small proportion of units, 6.7% in V1 and 9.7% in V4, with statistically significant choice signals, a proportion not notably larger than expected by chance given our statistical criterion, level, level 0.05. Another possible explanation for our weak CP values is that the representation of choice in V1 and V4 is dynamic, perhaps more previous allant outside our chosen analysis window, 0 minus 250 milliseconds after stimulus onset. We thus performed CP analysis in sliding temporal windows of 100 milliseconds with 50% overlap. This analysis revealed SIG-nificant CP in V4. During the epoch between stimulus offset and the appearance of the choice targets, during these epochs, we also observed more neurons with significant CP values, with a peak of 23.6% for the 250-350 milliseconds epoch in M1L. We found no significant choice signal in V1 of either animal, in any epoch, mean values between 0.49 and 0.51. Percentage of significant cases varied from 2.4 to 9.0 percent. There is choice-related information in some V4 cells, but it occurs in the epoch between stimulus offset and the appearance of the choice targets. Finally, we considered that the choice signals in our recordings might be weak because we analyzed all responsive neurons provided by the array and had each animal perform an identical task in all sessions. Our approach provided many neurons whose functional properties, namely, orientation tuning preference and selectivity, were largely irrelevant for the task. Because choice signals are often found to be strongest in neurons with greatest sensitivity for task stimuli, the inclusion of many task-irrelevant neurons could result in weaker choice SIG nulls in our data. To test this possibility, we assessed the relationship between the threshold of each unit for the behavioral irrelevant stimulus orientations, the inverse of sensitivity, and the strength of the choice signal. We first calculated a neurometric function for each unit. Specifically, we measured the discriminability between responses to the 45 degrees stimulus and those to each of the other behavioral stimuli, except the 0 degrees and 90 degrees orientations, using ROC analysis. We then defined neuronal threshold as the SD of a cumulative Gaussian fit to these discriminability values. As expected, given that the behavioral stimuli were not adjusted to match neuronal preferences, the mean threshold was high in both V1 
108.987.9 degrees, N385, and V4, 103.184.7 degrees, N568. To assess whether neurons sensitive to variations in orientation near 45 degrees carried stronger choice signals, we compared CP values in neurons with low and high thresholds. We quantified choice in formation as the deviation of neuronal CP from 0.5, termed here ABCP, to capture the strength of choice signals, without us summing a relationship to stimulus prefer ENTS. During stimulus presentation, 0, 200 milliseconds after stimulus onset, the mean ABCP for neurons with higher threshold, 50 degrees, V1, 0 0.0380.029, and 255, V4, 0.0380.031, N318, was not different from those with lower threshold, 50 degrees, V1, 0 0.0380.028, N130, V4, 0.0410.029, N187, P0.1 for both comparisons, rank some test. Further, there was no significant correlation between threshold and the strength of choice-related activity in either V1, R0.07, P0.33 for M1R, R0.004, P0.95 for M2, or V4, R0.12, P0.17 for M1L, R0.07, P0.64 for M1R, and R0.06. P0.24 for M2. In the epoch after stimulus offset, 200 minus 400 milliseconds, when choice signals were most evident, the mean ABCP was slightly larger for neurons with low, 50 degrees, V1, 0 0.0450.035, N255, V4, 0 0.0470.036, N187, then high threshold, 50 degrees, V1. 0.0350.028, N255, V4, 0.0470.036, N381, P, V1, 0.03, P, V4, 0.03, rank some test. There was a strong correlation between these two variables in V4 of one animal, the remaining cases showing no relationship, P0.06 for remaining cases. We conclude that V4 contains stronger choice signals than V1, and that these signals are slightly more robust in neurons that have a lower threshold for task stimuli. Choice signals are most evident late in the trial, in the epoch between stimulus offset and the appearance of the targets used to report the decision. We next leveraged our simultaneous recordings to investigate the relationship between the animal's decisions and the responses of small neuronal populations in V1 and V4. Specifically, we attempted to predict the animal's choices on a trial-by-trial -trial basis using a regularized, logistic regression model fit to the neuronal population responses. They assured neuronal responses in the epoch 200 minus 400 milliseconds after Stimulus onset, a single neuron choice signals were most evident at this time and population analysis did not reveal significant choice information in earlier epochs. For this analysis, we only considered sessions in which more than one neuron was recorded in each area. Performance was quantified by the percentage of correctly predicted choices on held-out trials. To fit the logistic regression model, we first determined the ability of each neuron to predict choice. We then chose the unit, 
with the highest performance and added units to the model in descending order of predictive performance, until model performance ceased improving. Using this approach, we could predict the animal's choice on 54.14.5% of trials in V1, exceeding the average 95th percentile confidence interval for chance performance, defined as model performance on permuted data, of 52.0%. For V1 popular tie-ins, performance was significantly better than chance in 13 of 58 sessions. In V4, model performance was more robust, predicting the decisions correctly on 58.66.5% of trials, the 95% confidence interval for chance performance being 51.6%. Performance of models using V4 responses were significantly above chance in 40 of 67 says science. Notably, we observed robust choice information in V4 of all three datasets, though choice SIG nows were barely evident in the individual units recorded in one of the animals. Differences between V1 and V4 choice signals were also evident when we excluded the V4 data from M1L, for which there were no corresponding V1 responses. In additional analyses, we attempted to predict choices using models that CONSID aired the V1 and V4 populations together, but these models did not outperform models based solely on V4 responses. We also tested whether the performance of V1 and V4 populations was correlated on a session-by-session -session basis, e.g., whether Sessions in which choice signals were particularly robust in V4 were also those sessions in which V1 contained stronger choice signals, where found a weak correlation in population performance in M2, R0.31, P0.05, and no relationship in M1R, R0.35, P0.1. We next compared the performance of single neurons and populations, on a session-by-session -session basis, by the population performance was equal to, or better than, the performance of the best single neuron of each session. The improvement was generally modest, with an average increase in performance from 53.13.9 to 54.14.5% for V1, M1R, 52.93.9 to 53.74.5, M2, 53.44.0 to 54.64.5, and from 56.85.6 to 58.66.5% for V4, M1L, 58.86.5 to 60.76.6, M1R, 53.34.4 to 53.54.1, M2, 57.54.4 to 60.26.1. The limited improvement was due in part to models using only A small number of neurons and larger populations were available, we observed more sizable in